Impressions. Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. I got an impression. Ah. My name is Busy Hemphill. My name is Nick Forrest. Let's get into it and talk about some crushes. What crush story are you telling us today with your songs? I listen to a lot of crush music. I'll just say that. But the first crush song is it's sort of when you start to realize like, oh, shit, like I have a crush on this person. Sometimes, you know, the feeling of a crush happens immediately, but sometimes the crush kind of sneaks up on you, which has happened a lot in my cases. This first song is called Leave by Perfume Genius, who it's a great band. They have tons of hits, but this one gets it kind of like that. Is it a dream? Is it a nightmare? Do I want this? Do I not want this? Feeling that sometimes can happen when you realize you're starting to have a crush. So I'm going to ease us into the feeling of having a crush with this kind of ambiguous, spooky, but very pretty, in my opinion, song. Impressions. I fucking love the opening line. It's also the name of the album um, where he says, set my heart on fire immediately. Because like as a dramatic crush prone person, like that is how it feels like that. That's not being dramatic. That's just like straight up what it feels like. and disjointed that song is at the same time and that does feel so much like a crush with oh all of these things are lining up and you know you feel kind of unsettled Mm -hmm. there's like some wolf howls or coyote sounds or maybe the sound of just like a tortured woodwind (laughs) and then there's all this murmuring Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking about like private jokes or like the kind of secret language that evolves with somebody when you're trying to cultivate a relationship with them I know it's it's that like that contrast between like this kind of heavenly harp arpeggios with these like yowling dogs or wolves like to like to be really literal like the idea of like Cupid descending from heaven with his little harp and then shooting you in the heart with an arrow is super scary and violent. It is. And I think this song really, like, if I was going to score this in a movie or something, like, that's kind of the scene I would, it would be someone getting shot in the heart with a Cupid's arrow. Amazing. Like, it's painful. It's beautiful. It's descending from heaven. But at the same time, like, it might kill you. It'll make you yell like a dog you accidentally stepped on. Like, you know, it's violent and beautiful and scary and heavenly all at the same time. In, in addition to, like, that feeling of pain and suffering that the howling gets at, it's also, like, also, I think, evokes, like, this primal yeah. urge where you're just, like, maybe they're just, like, super hot. Oh, like, yeah. maybe, or maybe they just, like, you know, like, your pheromones yeah, align right. or something. And, like, the body just 
reacts. Yeah. You're calling to your mate. Totally. Yeah. I have to say, like, crushes can be really fun, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had so many crushes that are just super fun. They make you feel like a fun version of yourself. Yes. They energize you, and I love that. But they could also be like this, too. So... <laughs> This song, it has that kind of um, reluctant crush where all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I like, like this person. It's sort of like a person like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. like, like maybe you're already in a relationship or maybe the person's like inaccessible Mm -hmm. or there's some sort of like factual basis in reality that's telling you like, okay, this, this can't really happen. But you know, the body wants what it wants. Yes. Hearing you explain that, that makes sense. Just initially because it is so dreamy and, and heavenly with the harps. You know when you have a crush and mm-hmm. you just don't feel like... I mean, you you can't pay attention to anything else. Right, And it, right. it very much embodied that idea of, like, you kind of do feel like you're floating above mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And all of it's still happening. Like, you're still kind of going along the path of life or whatever, but you're just yeah. at this different frequency where everything is kind of like pink cotton candy surrounding you. Yeah. Yeah, I like your interpretation that it's maybe not something that you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe it's going to fuck up your plans. Yeah, like, yeah. I've, like, fucked up. I fucked up so many plans of mine just because of crushes and being sort of swept away in that dreamy, soft-lit world. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've learned, I've since learned not to do that, but you know, like it's hard, yeah, especially when you're like a. <laughs> I'm thinking back to like a, a younger version of myself when I just kind of assumed everyone was queer or like flexible mm. and would just like allow myself to have crushes on people who were mm. definitely not into men. And God, like I can't imagine myself doing that now, but it happened, and I'm sure it happens for a <laughs> lot know. of gay people. And just in general, like falling in love with someone who cannot reciprocate it in the way that you need it. Yeah. Because, like, this song allows you to feel both. It's so dreamy, it's so beautiful, but it's filled with spookiness and darkness. Okay, so you know when you like somebody and you want to show them how cool you are? Oh yeah, big time. And sometimes you maybe like uh, start to get into some things that they're into too, Mm -hmm. or all of a sudden you like become really interested in surrealist film. I don't know how that happens. listen to like... Twenty-five albums of the same artist over one weekend. Like yes. you're like, oh my god, I'm like the biggest animal collective fan yeah, ever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this song is that. Cool. It's called Art School Crush. Amazing. And it's by Namdi. And I did play Namdi for the anger episode. Mm-hmm. The song is distinctly different. Cool. Here we go. First of all, I love that you mentioned Animal Collective because it starts off with I'm like, oh, this feels like an Animal Collective echo or something, like beat voices, etc. Yeah, kind of the freak folk thing. The freak folk. Freak folk. Mm-hmm. 
In a former life, I was taking a writing workshop in the Midwest. It's a period of my life I kind of like to black mm. out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I had like this hopeless crush on one of the fellow writers in my workshop. Mm. And like, he, in hindsight, like it was so dumb. But I was just like, yeah, I love these obscure French films. Let's watch them together. Yep. I felt like a fucking like zombie, mm. like being possessed by something. This song was hilarious right? to me because I, I know that experience. So to bring it back to the song, like it almost sounds like a clock beat. It's mm. just like tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And that's me like basically like cramming all this information that my crush likes like the mm. night before we hang out and be like, oh, fuck, like I have to I have to know this. I have to like get these stupid obscure references <laughs> under my belt so I sound like I know what I'm talking about. And like the only way he's ever going to like me is if we're exactly the same. Right. Towards the end of the song like the chorus comes in and it's like kind of dreamy and floaty and beautiful but behind the chorus there's like wailing and vocalizing and that's to me like the torment of being like your mind is kind of reminding yourself like what like we don't like this what the fuck like we're not into this stupid movie like what the fuck is going on so the the lyrics in the song are maybe i'll get into art forms and things you give a shit about it definitely took me back to college mm -hmm. uh that mm -hmm. was the younger version of myself crushing on somebody and like trying to become a different person you know you just also are getting to college and you're trying to figure out yourself yeah. and the song itself actually has a couple of different starts, right? It felt like trying on different personas, mm -hmm. like when you do have a mm -hmm. crush and you kind mm -hmm. of adopt mm -hmm. these different identities. But then I started thinking more like maybe we can make this song liberatory too, yeah. or like liberate your past self from shame mm -hmm. for doing these things of trying to become someone. Because I was just thinking like, why do you have crushes on people? And why do you pretend to like this shit? And a lot of the time it's because they are cool. Yeah. There's a little bit of, ooh, I want to be like them in some yeah. little way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think having a crush can make you... I don't want to say a better version of yourself, but a version yeah. that allows yourself to try out these cool things that you may not have um, mm -hmm. tried mm -hmm. because you're intimidated or whatever. I love that reading. I mean, I think like just thinking back to like the people I've had crushes on, like there is a sense of ease that they have in the world and yes. coolness. And yes. like they just seem so sure of themselves and like they know what they like, like yeah. even if it's some something that you ultimately don't like it's cool and refreshing to see someone be like super into this one thing in a way that like i'm not right and it just like offers this path that like oh you can you can just like what you like mm -hmm. it offers like an alternative to sort of this like high anxiety like i gotta fit in kind of mindset Sometimes crushes can just, like we were saying, they can make you feel good. They kind of make me feel a little bit younger and they energize like a younger part of my brain. Deb Never is a young artist out of the Pacific Northwest. And she's she's looking back to kind of like grunge and early 2000s jams and she's really poppy. And I just find it like really refreshing and fun to listen to something totally new for me. Nice. I think like while crushes can make you feel young, with that comes some kind of younger feelings of 
jealousy or possession or just like inaction. When I think of how I handled crushes when I was younger, it was sort of like I had to keep them secret. You could never tell the person. Yes. As I got older, like I dropped that. I'm like, just fucking tell them. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, what's the big fucking deal? What do you have to lose? I think this song gets at that idea of, oh, I can't tell them. I kind of just have to like creepily stalk them from like down the hall and kind of observe them. But also at the same time, you feel deeply possessive over that person as well. Yes. So there's that in this song. But I also think this song kind of goes back to my first song where like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to have this crush. Mm. This is by Deb Never and it's called Someone Else. The first thought I had with the song, and I think because it starts rather sparsely with what sounds like a tape recording of a guitar part that is played over and over, it felt very much like a late summer or lazy song, but Mm. like one where you're just endlessly scrolling through your phone. You cannot Mm -hmm. get off of your phone because Mm -hmm. you are searching for any sign of your crush on any social (laughs) media platform. Maybe you'll get the three dots in your texts because maybe they're going to start a text for you. And Uh I don't know. I just imagined like a teen or myself as a 35 year old whatever Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. rolling around in bed just like trying to put their phone away but not able to and just like oh god did you like are you looking at somebody else like are you are you messaging somebody else right now But then it, like, there's so many different genres in that song. It felt like adding different levels of intensity to it, Mm -hmm. too. I think the song does offer a lot of different meanings. Like, it could be feeling possessive around a crush you have. Or it could be, like, her singing to herself. Like, saying, like, just don't, please do not fall in love with someone else. Mm. It could be you, like, singing to your lover, like sort of feeling insecure around your your lover or your partner falling in love with someone else. Or in the same token, you could be saying it to yourself, like, please don't fuck up this thing that we already have. Like, yeah. it has so many layers of sound and genres, like you said, but there's also a lot of layers of meaning yeah. that you can extrapolate from this song. And it's really open-ended. Like, it's to bring it to invoke Gen Z again. Like, <laughs> Deb never, she's just like, I'm, a, I'm an artist without any genre. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't believe in genre. I don't believe in gender. I don't believe in any of that shit. Like, everything just lives together. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a sort of like really beautiful, utopian, youthful vision for music. But, you know, I think you can hear that in the song itself as well. With someone else, with someone else. 
I love this. I, I don't have a genre. I don't have this. Everything's together. And I was like, yes. And also all of the feelings of the crush, whether they are mm-hmm. positive, whether they make mm-hmm. you feel terrible, whether they mm-hmm. make you feel mm-hmm. guilty or whatever. Like they, everything's just living together. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, the fear, the angst, the love, the happiness, the giddiness. You know, I always talk about this idea, like as a 35 year old, like sometimes it's hard to make like genuinely new friends, like yes. meet new people, like incorporate new friends into your life but you know like over the past couple of years i've been fortunate enough to have like just to foster like really great new friendships mm-hmm. which makes me feel alive it makes yeah. me feel young like but it also like there's that confusion like do i like like this person or do i just like this sort of platonic love and energy that they bring to my yeah. life and i think that's hard to tease apart yeah. especially when you're in a committed relationship yeah i just i think that's really real yes. and i think this song in some ways speaks to that like youthful energy sort yeah. of like your heart is set on fire again mm-hmm. everything is good in your life but like this other person is bringing something else it could be friendship it could be love it could be like whatever you can let it be whatever it is like you don't yeah. really have to you don't have to define it you don't have to define it and you don't have to stigmatize it either You know, I think that's it for me. Yeah. The crush really intensifies over the course of the song. Like at first it's like, I kind of like this person. Like you said, like you're scrolling through, like maybe you've gone like 10 years back in their Instagram. Um, Just like, (laughs) not that I've ever done that. Like maybe you've like, like found out where they grew up or, you know, who knows? Maybe. Um, But at the end of that kind of like digital journey, like it enters your heart and then it intensifies. And then that like trip hoppy drum beat comes in and that specific beat is like so nostalgic and so Mm -hmm. specific to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like everything sounded like that in the year 2000 and (laughs) it was really comforting as a 35 year old as well who still experiences like crushes. I do love that corn is from Bakersfield because yeah. there's that whole country genre that's the Bakersfield sound uh-huh. of like Buck uh-huh. Owens. And I'm like, the Bakersfield sound means so many things. It right. also means corn. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in middle school, I broke my arm um, in a freak bike accident. Trigger warning if you don't like hearing about bodily stuff. My growth plates like just sloughed off onto the pavement. Because your bone got exposed. The bone right? did get exposed. Yeah. It was horrible. So I was put into a cast. This was in like the last week of summer. So I went into, I think it was eighth grade with this giant cast on my arm. And, uh, you know, eighth grade was a really fraught time for me. And like my best friend, just by virtue of the fact that we were neighbors, like we didn't really have anything in common other than that, would go on to make a photorealistic graffiti inspired rendition of the Limp Biscuit logo <laughs> on my arm. <laughs> And, like, I was literally incapacitated, so I couldn't, like, tell him to stop. It was the most embarrassing fucking shit. Because I was, like, secretly listening to, like, Tori Amos and Fiona Apple on my disc man with the fucking Limp Biscuit broken arm. <laughs> <sighs> Ohio is weird, you guys. Mm-hmm. 
So I've been talking about this feeling kind of the whole time because for me, crushes, yes. oh, they they do bring out a lot of insecurity. For um, sure. For in sure. addition to all this other great stuff. And some of the insecurities, unfortunately, end up manifesting in you you kind of putting your self-respect to the side mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being willing to be at somebody's beck and call at any moment in time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this song does a little bit of that. I feel like in some ways it's the like 2019 or whatever version of Self-Esteem by The Offspring. Ooh, yeah. yeah. The name of the song is Face Down in the Gutter of Your Love by Dent May. I know we talked about this before. I know the song isn't really doo-wop-y, but yeah. there's a darkness behind doo-wop. Yes. And I don't think it's just because it's embraced by goths sure. in an in interesting and funny way. Like, there is something just, like, dark and sinister behind doo-wop because so often it's about, like, heartbreak mm-hmm. or, in this case, like, a masochistic form of love. Yeah. Like, and there's something that was so desperate and yearning. Yes. In, in that genre of music. And this song gets at that very directly in, in a really sad and funny and satisfying way. Like, the, yes. he's stuck on repeat. Like, he can, he keep, maybe he keeps trying to get out of the gutter mm. of their love, but he just can't. Like, he repeats that line so many times. <laughs> like, to the point where, like, do you like it? Yes. Like, is that what you're getting out of this? Like, yeah. you know, like, his voice goes up and down and kind of, like, he cannot get out of that gutter. No. Like I said, there's a masochism in this song. Yes. It's really dark, but also really playful. Mm -hmm. especially like the transition from the bridge back into the chorus it's like in dance songs when the beat comes back in and there's like this cool fun drum like build up Mm -hmm. i also wrote down the joy of being used exclamation mark there's like a fun wallowing that's happening I imagine him kind of like swimming in this pool of like pink jello that is Uh this person's Uh love gutter. You mentioned giddiness. I wrote down like celebration. Like the synths allow you to like, in my mind, I saw like the words gutter of my love, like blinking in like a neon road sign, like above him, like lying dead in the gutter. (laughs) Like, come see the gutter of my love, like one (laughs) dollar. This song is really fun for me to listen to uh-huh. now yeah, yeah, because yeah. it does kind of, in a fun way, encapsulate feelings that I had in the past. Yes. But this is a song that I can drive around to and like get really into in the chorus. And, you know, you mentioned that his voice mm-hmm. goes up and down. It's super fun to sing along to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of sympathy for past busy of like, yeah, man, Mm -hmm. you have done this and it has sucked. And isn't it also awesome to not be in that anymore and to kind of look Uh back at that and Mm -hmm. live in that weird, sad jello? Yeah, it is. It really is.
so you just said like you can enjoy that last song from a distance after having gone through being in the gutter of someone's love. I think this next song I'm picking, it definitely in my narrative of the crush comes after you've gotten over the crush. Like maybe their crush has moved on. Maybe like they found somebody else. Maybe you found somebody else, but you still know that they're thinking about Mm. you. And and there is sort of that spark behind Mm -hmm. their eyes when you meet. So this next song is called, I Know That You Are Thinking Of Me. Mm. And it's by a band called Ibibio Sound Machine. Impressions. I like that that song was like a secret sexy song. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I do. It's like a little bit slinky and it's kind of like unintentionally sexy, but definitely sexy on purpose. Like, but you're like, oh, I didn't realize I was playing with this pen next to my mouth. How silly of me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And yeah, it's someone that you're not supposed to have a crush on because Mm -hmm. maybe you're in a relationship or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. It's you pretending that you're unaware of something that you're doing that is rather suggestive. There is that like really playful secret sexiness in this song. I love that. The song is like for someone who enjoys Mm -hmm. flirting. Mm -hmm. There's something a little bit manipulative and sinister about this song. Yes. Like it's flirting without realizing like that actually has consequences and this song definitely plays with the object of the affections like feelings in a way that's a little bit uncomfy there is sort of this like blase-ness that doesn't feel great Mm. she says like we're saying something we're saying something like it doesn't even matter like the singer just does not care anymore or maybe never did Mm. but if you contextualize this song in a crush narrative i think it also can feel empowering yeah like coming from like someone who experiences insecurity around crush and love you've reached the moment where like you know the person has a crush on you but you no longer need that crush Mm. and it also Mm. works i think as a breakup song as well it works in a lot of different ways this on to the narrative of like somebody's in a relationship but they have a crush on somebody and they're kind of doing this little sexy dance with the song (laughs) when the horns come in at the end it does feel like kind of this question mark maybe you've been playing coy this whole time but something's kind of coming to a realization like the rest of the world is kind of encroaching in on your sexy dance Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it kind of ends on this question of like will a resolution be forced I guess the whole song is kind of this like sexy question mark. Um, <laughs> I, I keep the I, I envision like a question mark with like lips drawn onto it, yeah. and, like long eyelashes, yeah. like the paperclip in Microsoft, but a sexy question mark. <laughs> Do you have a question? <laughs> I can answer that for you if you want. <laughs> Oh, man. Clippy finally found love. Thank God. It's about time. He could stop bothering us all on our office computers. Oh, uh, did you need to write a resume? That's what it looks like you're doing. (laughs) Do you want me to bullet that for you?
have a crush on somebody. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm a great quote friend. Like people love having me as a friend. Sure. Which is great because I also love having friends. These totally. are all true things. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't? Sometimes <laughs> though, when you like somebody, you're like, yeah, I know we get along but... like intellectually, platonically, but like, do you think about my body? <laughs> So yeah. uh, this next song is Somebody by Jungle Pussy. Because she says body so many times, it becomes like an incantation. I was like, mm. oh my God, she's casting a spell. Yeah. That's what's happening in the song. Yeah. She's trying to incept somebody. Yep. Oftentimes I tend to think of crushes in this like cerebral romantic sense, but like Crushes are also about the body and they're also about like <laughs> wanting to touch the body and mm, liking mm. someone's body. And, um, you know, this song reminds me that like, yes, you can just have a crush on someone because they're hot. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly valid. And also you could want someone to touch your body as well. Mm-hmm. The body was so present in the song with the words, <laughs> with like the really sexy beat. Like this is a song you could... I imagine just like taking off your clothes and like revealing really sexy lingerie too. Like Mm. it's just, Mm -hmm. it keeps reminding you like we have bodies. I'm going to touch your body. I want to touch your body. It reminds you of this, this desire in a really fun, sexy kind of playful Mm -hmm. way. Like this song Mm -hmm. was so overtly sexual, but it was also really, really playful and witty as well. There was a point where she rhymed like body with heartbeat (laughs) Like, she managed to, like, fit those two words together in a way that was, like, kind of revelatory and amazing because the heart is just part of your body as well. And it does react when when you see someone you like. Or if your skin accidentally touches their skin. Woo! Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That heart reacts. Set my heart on fire immediately. Something else reacts, too. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It is such a fun song. Like, yes, it's a very song but like the Mm -hmm. the real image the kind of persistent image that I had really was like a fun smoke filled house party Mm -hmm. with like a bunch Mm -hmm. of people kind of grinding with each other but dancing Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. well too and the grinding is not necessarily foreplay or leading to sex but it's it is just like the celebration of like bodies coming together in Mm -hmm. one place Mm -hmm. do you want somebody this is an amazing song for like consensual hot sex yes because she asks before she does anything in the song she's like do you want this yes do you want this do you think this is good do you like this like that's super hot and i think this song proves that consensual sex is really really hot and also fun and playful and kind of kooky too yeah one of the things yeah. that why that's so hard is people are like, well, it'll get us out of the mood. And it's also like, but right, why? Right. Why will it, though? I don't know. People are scared of like wordiness and talking in yes. bed or just like fucking communicating what you actually want. Uh, yeah. And like yeah. this song, there's so many words in this song. Like it's just like her communicating desires and questions. Like that's pretty much it. And yet it's so sexy. Like I thought of like jiggling booties and hot lingerie and like thrusting, but also like 
clear and pretty precise and direct concrete communication as well. Oh my God. So you can have both. Yes. You can definitely have both. You definitely can. Communication is sexy. Exactly. It reminds me of like a poster in like a college health clinic. It's like oh consensual God. sex is hot sex. Yes. And like you kind of roll your eyes at it. But this song is like, no, actually, you guys. Yes. Falling down the the rabbit hole of crushes. Sometimes it's hard to get out of that hole. Sometimes it's fun to just wallow in that. Let's hole. fall into a crush hole. <laughs> That'll be my next goofy greeting card. Like I want to be in a crush hole with you. Those were our impressions. Ah.